One, two, three. On today's Locked On Texans, while we wait for the Watson news, the Texans free agency is a must-discuss. Familiar faces and new players as the Texans restructure deals as week one of free agency almost ends. Does the Houston Texans have a trick up their sleeve we're not thinking about? But first, Cody, start the countdown. Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome Locked On Texan fans and listeners and viewers out there to a Thursday edition of the Locked On Texan podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, I'm John Hickman, joined by Sports Illustrated, Cody Davis. The time, March 16th. The, uh, the date <laughs> is March 16th. The time, 5.20 p.m. And um, we, we like to give you this information just in case big news happens. Everybody in the NFL is anticipating Deshaun Watson will be traded within the next 24 to 48 hours. News may come as early as tonight. March 16th, and if it does, of course, we'll give you guys a quick hit on what goes down with the trade, what the Houston Texans get back, and the implications moving forward. But before we get prepared for all of that, we haven't dedicated, Cody, enough time to the free agency for the Houston Texans. Some re-signings, some new places, I'm sorry, new faces in for the Houston Texans. And, you know, overall, I think that it's time to discuss what they are actively doing at this time to shape up this roster. Yeah, and look, let me be the first one to say this, and I know a lot of people out there are not liking a lot of the signings that the Houston Texans have done, but at the end of the day, we got to think about the reality of the situation. Yes, the Houston Texans are in a better position versus what they were this time last year during free agency. And yeah, I'm not going to lie. We were expecting the Texans to go out there and, and, and try to try to at least put themselves in consideration for some of the big name free agents out there. Right? However, this is still a team who is entering what phase two of the rebuild. Plus, it is more important for the Houston Texans to add talent through the draft and Keep their options open, of course, in terms of what players they get back in addition to draft picks in this trade for Deshaun Watson. But, John, listeners and viewers, I do want to mention this, that I like the fact, and I said this on yesterday's show, I do like the fact that the Houston Texans has had an opportunity to re-sign a lot of guys who actually played some good quality football for, for them throughout the 2021 season. You take a look at Malik Collins. You take a look at Desmond King. Um, you even take a look at, John, I know you, know, you and I kind of go back and forth on this, but this guy has had his moments. Eric Murray, that's another guy that 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 they was able to rework his contract, get his salary cap space work just a um just a little bit lower. But overall, right now, I do think the Houston Texans have had probably a let's say a little bit better than a subpar just because they were able to retain a majority of the guys that actually went went out there on the football field in 2021 and showcased what they were able to do. Yeah, when you look at Eric Murray getting a contract extension, uh, two years worth of $10 million, and what the Houston Texans were doing was basically setting themselves up 
to you know create money this year. Now, and I'll say this, and I'm going to give you guys the exact. Uh, he was due $5.25 million this year on his previous contract, which was way too high. Uh, but this deal will likely lower the 2022 cap number, but does give Eric Murray some guaranteed money this year. And I, I'm just going to speak about the players that the Texans re-signed first, but I'll speak to Eric Murray coming back. I am totally against it. Um, Eric Murray is a player that during his tenure here with the Houston Texans has been, you know, lackluster to say the least, very underwhelming. He's a player that I thought Houston should have never, you know, decided to go after in free agency a couple of years ago. Now, reworking his contract, and I'll say this kind of mentioned with Laramie Tunsil as well, reworking the contract helped Houston now. Now they have to worry about the money that they're going to have to shell out next year. But of course, the cap space will be, you know, in a much different place for Houston next year. So it does help them out immediately this year, does give them some more funds to play around with, which I think will eventually lead to Houston at least making one big free agent splash of a tier one or tier two player that can help them out. Uh, immediately. Now, I do want to speak about the other players that were re-signed. Look at the Malik Collins. Check that off on your list. Yes. Look at the Desmond King. Yes. And I hope that the Texans do right by Desmond King by making sure that he's primarily playing on the inside at their slot with talent on the outsides. So things you don't have to, you know, you don't have to force him to move around too much. Uh, but we also look at who am I missing? Anthony O'Claire and Pharaoh Brown. So I do want to say this, and I advise you guys to not get caught up on some of the re-signings as well. Uh, players like Anthony O'Claire and Pharaoh Brown and even uh, the three wideouts and Chris Moore and Chris Conley and Davion. Is it Davion Davis? I may be speaking Yeah, that's his name, Davion okay. Davis. Um, and I expect a couple of those receivers to have an opportunity from that group to stay, but – by the time Kemp rolls around, but Houston still needs players to make up this 90-man roster and, and and getting, you know, kind of caught up in who they're re-signing, I think you shouldn't overreact to it, you know, get, just give you guys some information on that because re-signing doesn't mean you're going to cement your name or your spot on this, on this roster come game one. Uh, Roger Johnson signed a $1.2 million contract with Houston last April. He was waived in August, right? Hmm. Look at Duntrell Hilliard. Uh, he signed a contract extension with the team last March for $1.25 million. Uh, he was released in August. Jaleel Johnson, Chris Moore, Hardy Nickerson, De uh, Derek Rivers, Joe Thomas, Cole Turner, even Jonathan Owens were all waived or released, and some came back after signing, the, uh, signing with the Texans and signed with the practice squad. So, Bringing players back right now, I think, is a formality for Houston to fill out his roster. Doesn't necessarily mean that they will suit up game one of the season. Some of these guys may make the practice squad. Some of these guys may be like a um, – I just mentioned his name – like a Jonathan Owens who had an opportunity to play last year. Chris Moore who had an opportunity to play last year and had a couple of significant games. Some of those guys Houston may kind of stash away and bring them up whenever it's needed. But I am super excited to talk about the free agent signings for new players. 
Um, the re-signings are very important. Don't get me wrong, but I think some of these new faces will do uh, could, could possibly benefit what the Houston Texans have moving forward. It's that time of year. It's college basketball tournament. The March Madness is finally upon us. And from all of the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sporting betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Go out there and play some blackjack. 21! Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because BetOnline is where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL, where Locked On experts cover the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. Just enough time to get your billboard. <laughs> it's free and available wherever you get your podcast. As we come back and discuss the free agency for the Houston Texans so far, we definitely have to mention guard A.J. McCann signed with the Houston Texans on a two-year deal contract worth $10.5 million with $4.5 million guaranteed. He played 95 games for the Jaguars in his career, starting in 94 of them, limited to four games in the 2021 year, aside from last season, I'm uh, sorry, <clears throat> aside from last year, Cam played in at least 14 games every season of his career. And linebacker Ogbo Okawankwo, most productive season came in 2021 as well as he uh, what most productive season came in 2021 as he played in a career high of 13 games, which allowed him to generate 15 combined tackles, three tackles for losses, six quarterback hits, and two sacks, along with two forced fumbles. Also, some big news, the Houston Texans and Kyle Allen agreed to a deal, a one-year $2.5 million deal with the max value of $3 million. In 2020, Kyle Allen threw for 610 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. In his best season where he was featured the most, 2019, he threw for 3,322 yards, 17 touchdowns, 16 picks, was also sacked 46 times that year as well, but had a quarterback record of 5-7 through 13 games. The Texans also signed former second-round pick in Brown safety, MJ Stewart to a two-year deal and Dare Ogunbowale to a two-year deal, $3.3 million contract with $550,000 guaranteed. So that's what the Houston Texans have been doing so far in free agency. Cody, what are some of your thoughts on these signings so far? That there is a good possibility that a lot of the signings that we are seeing the Houston Texans make, a lot of these guys might not be a part of the Houston Texans roster come week one of the 2022 NFL season. And John, like I just mentioned in the first segment, I'm going to repeat it again here. When I take a look at the Texans signing, I, I see the Texans setting themselves up because they know the two most important transitions that they're going to make for their roster is A, the players that they get back in the deal for Deshaun Watson, and of course, B, the players that they actually draft in this year's NFL draft. And when you think about that trade package in terms of what they're going to get back for Deshaun Watson, you're looking at, if not 
one of the most the most important draft class in this franchise history but john definitely the most exactly and john i i talked about this guy on yesterday and i want to highlight him again because right now my favorite free agent signing has been a big old you're talking about a guy in his first three years and limited amount of playing time i do want to add with the los angeles rams he recorded four and a half sacks and this is a guy who is not only going to help the texans out at, with getting after the quarterback but this is also a guy who's going to help the texans in their run blocking according to pro football focus he finished the 2021 season with a pass rush grade of 72.8 and he finished the 2021 season with a run defensive grade of 72.5 when you take a look at the houston texans defense we talked about it a couple weeks ago lovey smith want to put some of if not his best product on the field on that defensive side of the ball and what is something that he talked about the defensive line being the engine to his defense and when i take a look at the big oh i take a look at a guy that can actually be the 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 second player that the texans need on the opposite side of john grenard to help the texans improve that defensive front and i will say this because just to i would say just to not combat what you said, but I think a lot of these signings are, are for guys to fill out uh, to fill out roster space, right? Like when I look at their Uncle Bawale, who played for Jacksonville last year, right now he is our only the second running back under contract for the Houston Texans, I believe. I, I'm, I know it's Rex, and I'm not sure there's someone else uh, who, who's under contract, but... I think Scotty Phillips still under contract. Scotty Phillips, but, I, you know, Scotty Scotty ain't gonna get no love, right? <laughs> he might like, this year. He might this year. We've been calling for Scotty ever since they signed him. What was that, 2020, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, but I don't think Scotty's gonna get no love, but we look at definite guys. I think Dare and Rex Burkhead are the only two running backs that we may expect to get some playing time next year. I know it's early in the year, in March, but also I look at you know, uh, who we just signed from the linebacker who just signed from the Rams. I'm looking at some of these guys that the Texans are bringing in, kind of like what they did last year. You know, low value in terms of money with a higher ceiling. The difference between last year and this year is, right, we're getting some depth at running back now with the signing of Uncle Bowale. Uh, we're getting some depth at linebacker DN with the signing of. I want to make sure I pronounce his name correctly, uh, Uncle Wunkwo. But those guys are players that Houston can actually go draft in their position, right? So I look at Ogbo, and I'm looking, you just say he can be a player that can play alongside Jonathan Gennard. I'm not sure he can be that guy, but what I do think is he can be uh, the, the situational player that comes behind that guy or that can come behind Jonathan Gennard, because I believe Houston can draft a player in that position that can actually be worth pairing with John Gennard on the bookend. Same goes for Dare. I think Houston this year will address the running back position in the draft. Now, I would have addressed it in free agency. There's some good free agents out there in terms of running backs. But, you know, right now, uh, outside of Kyle Allen, I think Kyle Allen would be, you know, back up to Deshaun. I mean, oh, my gosh. To... To Ryan the tear, but to <laughs> Davis Mills. Mills. Uh, 
But because Jeff Driscoll's a tight end, let's not forget any of that. But because the Texans have an opportunity now, once this trade go through, they get these uh, you know different extra picks, they'll be able to go out and draft in these positions. But John, before we move on, I do want to say this. I think in terms of the big O, I think his playing time will all depends on what the Houston Texans do with that number three pick. Because as we stand right now, if the draft was tomorrow, I think we will have you smiling because you know I don't want to mess up his name. I need I need a little bit more practice first. So I'm gonna call I'm calling him the big O next week. I'm gonna give it give it a try. <laughs> I promise listeners if you I'm gonna give it a try next week. But as of right now, I'm gonna call my boy the big O. But you know, but in but all talk, look. In terms of his playing time, I think it all is going to depend on what the Houston Texans do with that number three pick. Because, look, if the draft was tomorrow, I think the Houston Texans are looking at either Kyle Hamilton because we lost Justin Reed or Kevon Thibodeau, who is one of, if not the best defensive end that this draft class has to offer. Right. And we look at Thibodeau, we look at uh, Aiden Hutchinson out of, out of Michigan. I think, I think Hutchinson will be gone by, by number three, though. I think whenever we get this trade back, we'll get those extra picks in the second round. I would definitely, if I'm Houston, keep my eye out on Jermaine Johnson, a DN mm-hmm. out of Florida State. We also know this, that Lovey Smith was at Georgia's pro day. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys have heard me mention Tommy Harrison a lot on this show in terms of what he was able to do with the Chicago Bear defense. And that, you know, inside, inside interior defensive linemen, I wouldn't be surprised if Lovey Smith, who's at that pro day, tries to go out and get one of those big D linemen from Georgia, them Bulldogs, that Bulldogs all over Alabama in the national championship game. So they will have their uh, pick of the litter this upcoming draft, which is something Houston hadn't had in a long time. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto store to carry all the parts your car needs. Here's a question. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? This is 2022, right? We have the computers with rock auto access at home and in our pocket, sometimes you got a smartwatch, you can pull it up on your watch. The best thing about Rock Auto is you're going to save money. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts at a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And Rock Auto prices are always reliable for reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked On Texas in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car would ever need. Rockauto.com. Thanks for making Locked On Texas your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast in six years. That's wild. Like when you was doing your Bill Bar read, I know. 
the people watching on YouTube saw saw me kind of jump. I had just got the news that Von Miller was going to the Buffalo Bills. I said, okay, all right, I kind of like that. But the fact that they gave this man six years worth a hundred and twenty mil, I need to see the details of this contract <laughs> right now. It looks like if Von Miller saw Brady come back and said, "If he can beat Father Time, I can do it too," because. Von Miller turns 33 by the time the season starts, man. Six years. 120? 120. That oh, is wild. Man. I also want to mention this before moving on, and this is going to transition us into our next topic on, you know, how we got here in the first place. Um, Sheena Quick, our good friend here at Locked On Texans, Panthers beat reporter over at 1340 AM, um, Fox Sports, that is. Uh, she just tweeted, Right before we open up this third segment, um, she said, from the latest update I just received, this may be the greatest comeback since 28-3. The conversation has moved to pieces to surround Deshaun Watson with. That lets me know that it seems like there's two teams in a running now, either the Carolina Panthers, because she's a Panther beat reporter, or she, she decided to take a dig at the Falcons, and they are the front runners to land. Deshaun, just want to give you guys some quick updates just in case you click on this and Deshaun Watson has not been traded yet. But um, that news should be coming sooner rather than later. And speaking of trading Deshaun Watson, John. <laughs> How do I? Yesterday, Mark, the two-year anniversary of when the Houston Texans traded DeAndre Hopkins to the Arizona Cardinals in exchange, not for a first-round pick in the draft class that arguably has some some very talented wide receivers that are, was all, all off the board by the time the Texans made their selection, but for David Johnson and a freaking second-round pick. I thought it was a good time to bring this up, John, because it's still hard to believe that we are at this point where we are preparing for the departure of Deshaun Watson. And it makes sense because two years ago was the beginning of the end of Watson here in Houston. Yeah, man, we, we look at a lot of the things Houston has done in the last two years, right? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> clowning. Well, we can take it back to Dwayne Brown if we want to. Uh, and honestly, a lot of people think that's what started this downfall because had they would have just paid Dwayne Brown, they would have been in a position to A, still sign some very talented people, and B, they would not have been forced to trade for Laramie Tunsil, even though I still stick by the trade, given what the Texans was working with. But the fact that you had to overpay him to try to right the wrongs from a mistake that you made, what was that, like two years prior to that? So, Right. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's something that uh, we, we as watchers of the Texans and, you know, we cover Houston here. It's something that when you look at that, day of getting that trade. I remember this vividly. I was at work, uh, working at a job where I'm not supposed to have my phone on me, right? And my supervisor comes and tells me, well, them Texans don't know what the hell they're doing. 
They just traded DeAndre Hopkins mm. for mm. David Johnson. Mm. I immediately said, hey, I need for you to uh, get these kids and walk them. I got them in my car real quick. Because I had to check to make sure this is all facts, right? I just, it was, it was, I couldn't fathom a trade like that going down, but it did. And two years later, March 16th, between the 16th, 17th, and the 18th, I, I expect Deshaun Watson to also be out of Houston. Uh, but I will say this, and I'm going to, I feel happy about it that. With Deshaun leaving, it may be a sour, you know, you know, thought for some people. But it also could be a new day for Houston moving forward, where I can say I feel outside of Eric Murray coming back on that contract, and and Laramie Tunsil, who has been a team player at least for the last couple of years, restructured his contract. Um, but outside of a couple of uh, players, it does seem like once Deshaun leaves. The fingerprints of the entity himself, <laughs> Bill O'Brien, will be gone from the building. Mm. I, I mean, John, I hear what you're saying, but I still can't fathom that this is an organization that's about to depart and about to trade. Arguably the best thing to ever happen to them. And I say the best thing, me saying the best thing is not me saying that Deshaun Watson is the greatest Texan of all time. No, that honor is still goes to we can make the debate bait Andre Johnson or JJ Watt. But the fact that all these years, reporters, fans, people inside them, inside Houston, outside of Houston, looked at this organization time and time again and said, if all they had was a quarterback and you finally got that quarterback. And I understand he was here for five years, but I only said we only got three years of Deshaun. Because remember, he got hurt halfway through his rookie season, so I don't want to count that. Then he set out all of last season. So you only got three good years of Deshaun Watson. And the fact that, like, I've accepted the fact that he's gone. Like, I've been accepted the fact. As a matter of fact, I remember when we was doing our, um the very first podcast that you and I did, and I mentioned the video that Quincy Avery had posted because Deshaun, he was working out with Deshaun when, when he broke the news to Deshaun. I remember this look on Deshaun's face in that video. And I remember I, I got on the podcast and I said to myself, the Texans better be careful or they're going to ruin their relationship with Deshaun and he will force his way out of Houston. And I got killed for it. Understandably so. But look what we are, what, 24 months later. I'm Johnson Sports Guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Like us on Facebook. Also subscribe to the Locked On Texans YouTube page. Thank you guys for running those numbers up. We're almost at 900, which means we're almost away from uh, 100 away from 1K. You had to think about it. Yeah, I did. You got to do, do math really quick. Oh man. <laughs> I just you know. with you. <laughs> but you as know. always, but as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24 outside of Locked On Texans. I'm keeping you listeners and viewers up to date on everything that's going on with Deshaun Watson in real time over at Sports Illustrated. So please be sure to give us a follow because we are working nonstop 24-7. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Or at least until an emergency podcast or whatever the case might be. Peace.